So let me ask you, how are you doing today? I would imagine, as is our human nature, if an acquaintance or a stranger asks, many of us would say, fine, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm good. Even if a loved one asked you this question, it's quite possible you may respond in the exact same way. I'm fine. So I'm curious. Would any of us respond to the question of, how are you, with the response of, I'm suffering? We may recoil at the thought or the idea because, after all, that's a pretty intense word, isn't it? And personally, I would hate the idea of any of my friends or family to be suffering. But let's take a moment and be real honest with ourselves. Because life is not always an easy task. We reside in a fallen world and we inhabit valuable bodies and we are faced with the facts of humanity. And that being that kindness and goodness and charity and understanding are not always the order of the day from our fellow man. So let me ask you again, how are you? As much as I would love it if we could all legitimately say we are truly great, I would venture a guess that's not the case. And if you are truly great today, that is fantastic. But I know that you are also familiar with suffering. Well, isn't this a lovely, uplifting way to start a sermon this morning? <laughs> but hang with me because I have good news. So let's take a quick moment and read from Paul's letter to the Romans. I'm going to be reading out of the eighth chapter. And these are Paul's words. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit... You put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children of God, then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you can thank St. Paul for my dive here into this question of suffering and for this moment of getting real with ourselves in regards to the true depth of our emotional understanding. But we should struggle for a moment with these words and take some time to figure out what this means for us today. So this morning, the church calendar says that it's Christ the King Sunday. And I don't know about you, but my calendar says the last Sunday before Thanksgiving, before Advent begins, before shopping needs to happen, before things need to be baked, before decorations need to be put up, before gifts need wrapping, before parties need to be planned, before Christmas comes. And I'm guessing many of you have a calendar that is very similar to mine. 
Here we are days away from Thanksgiving, a week away from the first Sunday in Advent, and a month away from Christmas Eve. And the pace of life is speeding up, even though it was already going at a pretty fast clip. So as a church, we're going to stop for a moment, take a breath, and pause right here. We're going to root ourselves in the moment of the already and the not yet. And we're going to hang out right here, right now, and wait. We're going to allow ourselves to pause, to take a breath in the action, and to be stuck in this Sunday of transition. So what is this Christ the King Sunday really all about, other than being a Sunday of transition before Advent? So often in our language of Jesus, we acknowledge him as King and Lord, and so many other things, so why do we need a Sunday dedicated just to this, when it is truly a concept that we frequently recognize in the church? This is a Sunday where we contemplate and acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus and as Christ followers to try and figure out what exactly this means to us more than 2,000 years after he walked the earth. And at the heart of Paul's message today is the fact that if we are willing to acknowledge God for who he truly is, then quite simply, we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ but then the catch, that word, if, that little powerful word, we are co-heirs of God's kingdom if we suffer with Christ. Ouch. So let's revisit that last line of that passage again. When we acknowledge God, when we say his name, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. So right there, that's the good news. First and foremost, we are heirs. We are heirs quite simply because we are children of God. And that, my friends, is our true identity that, my friends, is our real name, a beloved child of God. He has written your name on the palm of his hand. Yet we live in a world where our culture is going to give us other names and give us other labels. And that is the source of our suffering. When we live up to the names given to us by society and not live up to the name given to us by our creator, our true sufferings in this life come when we fall into the trap of living up to those other names and labels. Society calls you a failure because you lost your job or you have the smallest house on the block. Society calls you obsolete and ignores you because of your advanced age. Society ignores you and calls you unhelpful because you are too young. Society calls you unrefined because a college degree just wasn't in the cards. Society doesn't consider you to be beautiful or handsome because heads don't turn when you walk by. Society calls you average because you haven't done anything with your life that the culture would consider remarkable. Society calls you unlovable because you may be a little different or more quirky than most and unworthy of love. 
These are factors that contribute to suffering. These are names given to us by society that cause us to question and to doubt and to forget who we truly are, children of God and heirs to Christ's kingdom. These names that we live up to, failure, too old, too young, average, unrefined, unworthy, unloved, are all sources of our suffering and names that God recoils at when he hears his children being referred to in these ways. And it breaks his heart when he sees his children believing in these identities rather than the identities that he has given them. So today, Christ the King Sunday, we acknowledge just one of many names and identities upon which Christ is also referred. Names that he lived up to in his lifetime and continues to live up to. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is our Savior, Redeemer, and Friend, Jesus the Messiah. He is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is the Holy One, the Conqueror of the Grave. He is Teacher. He is Physician and Healer. Jesus is the Lamb of God and the Good Shepherd, Son of God, Son of Man. He is the Way, the Truth, and the Life the bread of life, Lord, Master, light of the world, light of life, the bright morning star. Jesus is the Lion of Judah. He is the one who is and who is to come. He quite simply is. And of all these names and identities of Christ, today we choose to acknowledge his kingship, And like I mentioned before, thanks to the words of St. Paul, can only mean that because of this, we are heirs to this kingdom. And that is powerful. And I believe we are in desperate need to live up to our identities in Christ rather than in the identities that others give us. Names are powerful, and they give us our identities. But which identity Which name for yourself will you choose to believe? Do you choose to believe that you are a member of society and all the names and identities that it has given you? Or do you choose to be a member of the kingdom of God and all the richness and power that comes with that? Because of this, I know. This is what I have heard from God himself through the gift of his holy scripture. And these are the things that Christ taught while he walked on the earth. They have said that we, as his beloved children, are righteous. We are holy. We have the ability to be mountain movers and change makers. We get to be good news bringers. We have the power to be merciful and forgiving We are peacemakers. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are healers. We are comforters. We are salt and light, and we are blessed. And why? Because Christ is king. He is on his throne. We are his brothers and sisters, and we are heirs to his kingdom. We are receivers of his power, and we are beloved children of God. Failure, unloved, average, too old, too young, 
unrefined, unremarkable, unworthy. These are the names the world gives you, and these are names not worth suffering for. But these names, loved, blessed, holy, merciful, forgiving, healer, comforter, brother, sister, friend in Christ, beloved. These are the names that God has given you, and these, my friends, are worth the suffering, the endurance, the hardships. Because these all come with the promise of an inheritance far greater than what the imagination can produce. These names and identities bring hope to a hopeless world. These names and identity bring peace in a time of upheaval. These names and identities bring joy to the joyless. These names bring Christ's kingdom to all of those who are in desperate need of good news and hope for tomorrow. This is why we acknowledge Christ the King Sunday, because it reminds us of our inheritance as heirs to his kingdom, and it allows us to sit here in this time of the already and not yet, to be reminded of how truly extraordinary the birth of Jesus Christ was and how that event in history continues to shape and inform the culture and us as believers. And it gives us a second to take a deep breath before the pace of the holidays overwhelm. And it lets us be reminded of our true identities in Christ, if even just for a moment. My friends, I pray you let Jesus be the Lord of your lives and the King of your hearts. I pray that you do not suffer on behalf of society's image of you. I pray that this upcoming holiday season finds you struck with moments of awe over the gift of Jesus' birth. I pray that you know that you are God's beloved child and that you truly live up to that name. Amen.